Hey everyone, this is Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant, and you are listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Each week, I am joined by an NFL beat reporter, and we break down one of the biggest games on the NFL slate. In week six, there is really only one game to talk about, and that is the Sunday night football game between the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. And joining me to talk about this game is Mike Giardi, covers the Patriots for the NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Giardi. We're going to be discussing exactly what the Patriots need to do to defeat the Chiefs and give them their first loss on the season. We'll be talking about the turn of Julian Edelman, how important he was, how the Patriots defense can possibly slow down this Chiefs explosive offense led by Patrick Mahomes, who's had a phenomenal start to this season. And finally, how the playmakers on offense like Josh Gordon, Rob Gronkowski, and Sony Michelle will perform in this game. After I talk with Mike, I'll take a few minutes to recap what we discussed and use some of the Rotoviz apps to dive deeper into the game. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over a thousand articles per year, has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Please go to rotoviz.com to check out the site and be sure to get your 30% discount on an NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. You know, ever since we started talking here on the Fantasy Football Beat, people are always asking us who we're betting on, who we like with the spread, the, the over-under. And I always tell them where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why here on the Fantasy Football Beat, we only use mybookie.ag. We wouldn't recommend this service unless we used it ourselves. And I certainly use it myself. I use it for football, college basketball, all the great bets. They have parlays that have fantastic odds. You can bet the over-unders, the prop bets. I love them, mybookie, for these games as well. So they have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and really the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is always slammed with new betters, but they're going to match you dollar for dollar. That's right, dollar for dollar on all deposits over $100. So go to my bookie, use the promo code ROTOVIZ. That activates the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E, my bookie. And don't forget to use that promo code ROTOVIZ. They will match you dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys. You want to put some more money in the game. It's always a lot more fun when you have that. So go to MyBookie. Use our promo code. When you play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. And if we take a look at the numbers here, the Patriots are a three-point favorite, which, of course, for us that know football are not surprised by that. But to the average better, an undefeated team with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, all those weapons, so high scoring, going on the road and getting three points, very tempting. But I'll give you my prediction a little bit. Patriots are favored by three. The money line is plus 105 for the Chiefs, minus 125 for the Patriots, and an over-under of, get this, 59.5 points. So a lot of scoring, Sunday night football, two great teams, one's undefeated, everything we love here on the Fantasy Football Beat. Let's go talk to Mike and hear what he has to say about the game. Please welcome to the show Mike Giardi, who covers the Patriots for the NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Giardi. He is a regular here at Road of His Radio, and it's great to have him back to preview the epic battle between the undefeated Chiefs and Patriots in Foxborough on Sunday Night Football. Mike, thanks so much for joining us today. How you doing? Oh, this game, is, it's got to get here. <laughs> it's a long wait. It's a long wait between uh, the Patriots playing uh, a couple Thursdays ago and uh, you know the nine days between, uh, between games. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, and it's, it's given us a lot of time to, to realize that the reports of the Patriots' demise, again, were greatly exaggerated. Mark Twain would be, certainly be proud. They put up 38 points in back-to-back weeks. They have the offense back to normal just in time for the Chiefs on Sunday night. And, and that was a nice win on Thursday. It was a while ago, but nice win over the Colts uh, last Thursday night. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, you would have liked to have seen their defense sort of carry the play over from Miami, where they I thought they were outstanding for four quarters, and they were I think they were pretty good against Indy for maybe a quarter and a half, and then it you know they sort of ended up starting to chase a little bit. Maybe part of that is the 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 score. You know, you, you I think they were up at one point twenty four to three, so you start to get in that like it's going to be a blowout, but then. Um, you know, maybe you get into that mode where you're, you're, you're fine giving up a play here or there. You just start to add up on them. So uh, that was certainly something that would get Belichick's attention, and it's something I'm sure he drove home in the days after. But, uh, yeah, the, the getting Edelman back, having Edelman and Gronkowski get on the field for the first time in 31 games really changes the way they look offensively. And, you know, now you're throwing Gordon to the mix, and you're looking at a team that doesn't resemble anything that we saw in the preseason or those first couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, Edelman returning certainly was huge. He was back to his old self doing those crossing routes underneath. He gives the Patriots sort of the cherry on top of their perfect balance of weapons, all areas of the field. Talk about that impact. It seemed like a huge boost, not only to the offense, but to the morale of the team. Yeah, I mean, he's just, uh, as, as Matthew Slater calls him, the irritated uncle. He comes into that <laughs> locker room. He's full of energy. He's bouncing around. Um He's talking trash. He's doing all those sorts of things. He, he's obviously, he's always been a worker. So he's working hard. I think he also felt um, some level of responsibility, you know, that they're two and two. And maybe he looks at it and says, well, if I had been here, maybe we're three and one. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe things get played differently in, in Jacksonville or Detroit. And you look at the final score and you say, Mike, that's not going to happen. But you, you never know how the, the week's going to play out leading up to it. You never know what kind of play he might make early in the game to maybe change the tempo. I thought they they struggled with their their toughness, and not just physical toughness, but mental toughness in those two losses on the road. I thought there were points in the game where you're like, this doesn't resemble anything that I'm used to seeing from this team. I think he's one of those guys that just he plays tough. He plays bigger than he is. He you know, he'll turn that little four-yarder into an 11-yarder, and he'll bounce off a couple tackles, and then he'll get up, and he'll, you know, he'll he'll thrust his fist in the air and do a little dance or whatever. And I think, you know, we we make fun of that at times, but those are little things that get the that get the sideline energized. And you know, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. And then the next thing you know, a bunch of guys are stringing together plates. Yeah, and the butterfly effect is always true. You can't just say that, you know, because the game was lopsided a little bit that, that it couldn't make a difference and certainly could. Uh, let's take a look at the injury report. Of course, you know, you never know uh, with New England. Of course, they like to keep things close to the vest, but certainly some key ones here. Rob Gronkowski's ankle. Uh, Chris Hogan popped up with a thigh injury. Sony Michelle knee, and he's been fantastic for the Patriots, certainly. So uh, what do you have here on the injury report and who are we looking at uh, who could possibly be out or anybody or limited in the big matchup on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, I, I think all those guys are going to be good to go. I, I would say the one, the one flag that was raised for me was Hogan walking through the locker room on Wednesday, and he was there was a decided limp there, and that's obviously something that's new. Um, so that, I think maybe that's something that you kind of have to keep an eye on as, as things progress in the week. But uh, otherwise, I would expect you're going to see Gronk out there. In fact, I think the the, the nine days between games was huge for him because he's been battling that ankle. And I think Sonny Michelle is going to pop up on that report from time to time with that knee because that's what he came out of college with, and I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. 
One of the big injuries for the Chiefs, of course, is Justin Houston. And the report came out just shortly uh, this morning. We're taping here on Thursday morning. Just came out. Justin Houston is unlikely to play against the Patriots. This is a game, you know, in our world here, the over-under is, is head towards 60. I mean, that could be a, a huge, huge difference because the Patriots at home are going to put points up. And, and the Chiefs have to try to slow him down a little bit. Without Justin Houston, I think that's going to make a, a big, big difference. Yeah, I'd be, I mean, look, if I was good at predictions, I would uh, I would have worked over Vegas and I would be <laughs> retired living somewhere in Hawaii. But I mean, it, it's it seems almost inconceivable to me that they're not going to that, that both of these teams aren't going to push 30, uh, 30 plus. I just I look at the defenses. I look at some of the absences. I look at at uh, some of the weaponry that that especially Kansas City possesses speed wise. And I say, I just don't know how you match up with that. So I'd be, I would be stunned if this game is played in the twenties. Uh, I'm thinking that this is a, you know, on the low end, it's 31-28. But I, I would be surprised if both teams are in the thirties. I saw the uh, Belichick press conference there on your Twitter feed, and and I was, it was hearing his thoughts. Of course, he talked about the speed, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, everyone there on the on the Chiefs' offense, and Mahomes has been fantastic. Uh, I guess you, you could say he slowed down a little bit in the big win over the Jaguars because he just ran one in for a touchdown. Uh, but certainly, that's got to be a concern. Any thoughts on how the Patriots' defense are going is going to play this? Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill can get deep there. Watkins is is back as a full participant in practice. Just so many weapons here. And and, and Mahomes is, is really can stretch the field. And I heard that Brian Hoyer, I think uh, you were saying that Brian Hoyer is trying to simulate it in practice, but you know, certainly that's, that's not going to be able to be done with Mahomes type of arm. How, how do you think the defense will play it here on uh, Sunday night against the chiefs? You know, the more the week has gone on, um, the more I start to think back to a game. I'm sure you remember uh, a few years ago, Patriots hosting the Broncos. I think it was a Sunday night football yep, game. hundred um, percent. Yep. Peyton Manning throwing 55 touchdown passes that year, I believe, uh, and they ended up essentially saying, run the ball. And Sean Moreno ran for like 225 yards, and everybody's screaming and moaning about the run defense, but they clearly looked at that situation and they said, we're not going to let them score points quickly. We're not gonna, we know they're going to score some points. We're not going to sit there and we're not going to play man-to-man, um, and we're not going to allow Peyton – to find Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and hit teams and, and make big plays on us. We're going to make them earn it. And, you know, when they get inside the 20, then we'll tighten things up a little bit. We'll pay a little bit more attention to detail. And, you know, I think they forced them to kick a couple field goals in those spots. And to me, I start to look at that game and say, where you are right now, where they are right now, maybe that makes the most sense. Maybe letting Kareem Hunt, I mean, obviously, you don't want to let them run for 225 yards. They even said that after the game. But the idea being, let's eliminate the big plays. Let's make them march down the field. Let's make them string together 10 or 12 plays. And then when we get into the red zone, we tighten things up and the windows get a little tighter. Then maybe we put them in a third and six. And now the quarterback has to make a play. And you take your chances with that with less space to work with. So I, I, as the week has gone on, I keep looking at that game and start to think to myself, maybe that's the best blueprint right now for how you – deal with a team that at this point has been hard to stop. You know, on the flip side, the Patriots running game really has gotten going the last few weeks. Sony Michelle, of course, and, and it's interesting because beginning of the year is a lot of talk about Rex Burkhead. 
maybe Jeremy Hill making an impact. And Michelle was there, but he got injured in the preseason. So, I mean, I think people were down on him. But, you know, talk about the impact, how Michelle really has grown here into a to a workhorse back for them in, in a lot of ways, at least on first and second down. And then, of course, James White. Every year, James White doesn't get the credit that he deserves, mm-hmm. but he is one of the best satellite backs in the NFL, maybe the best, and has been so valuable to this Patriots team, right? It's it's pretty amazing for a guy who basically redshirted his 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 rookie season in the NFL didn't play, um, and I remember and I've had conversations with guys on that defense his rookie year and they're all like, what the hell did Belichick do? This guy sucks. Like he falls down the moment you hit him. It just he didn't look like he belonged. And you know he, he took that year, he studied a ton, he got stronger. Uh, and he worked on his hands because that's not something he had to do a lot of at Wisconsin. You know, he was like most Wisconsin backs. He came out, you know, he carried the ball a ton, 25, 30 times a game. Um, and he has changed his role and has become, uh, you know, he's in that, in that, that trust tree with, with, with Edelman and with Gronkowski and consistently makes big plays. And he, he's just, uh, you know, team captain now. I mean, they just, they love him. He, uh, to me, he's one of the best values in the league. Um, and he is, he's just, he's an important guy. I mean, I, you go back to that Detroit game and you, know, you walk away from the game and they have a ton of plays because they couldn't get off the field on third downs. Um, and so Detroit ended up having the ball for 40 minutes. But you said to yourself, why the hell wasn't James out there more? Like he just, he makes, he makes plays, he makes big plays and he's never going to blow you away with his top end speed. You're not looking like these, you know, Odell Beckham one-handed catches. He just gets open and he consistently makes plays. And, uh, you know, Brady loves him and he should. And, of course, one I want to ask you about from what you've seen there inside the team, and you know it inside and out, is Josh Gordon. Uh, Gordon comes over here from the Browns. They bring him over. He was active. You know, he had the hamstring injury. I saw you, you right there about how maybe he was, you know, favoring a little bit, didn't seem as explosive and getting separation off the line. But sure enough, end of the game against the Colts, gets deep there like the old Brady to Randy Moss, just threw it up there, saw an opening. He went up and he got it. Is he coming along? Do you see him getting healthier? And do you see him taking sort of a more prominent role in the offense here? I, I mean, I, I think that that is the ultimate plan, obviously, is for him to be more involved to, you know, he's, he's had 18 snaps in each of his first two games. And I, that's, that's not where they want to have him. Um, I think clearly the hamstring to me is still an issue. I think he is, uh, look, it's, we've we talked about it for a million years now. It's difficult to learn this offense to begin with, especially if you're not here for the off season stuff. Um, so many veteran guys have come in or they've made deals for guys late and you look at the numbers and you say, this guy didn't help. This guy couldn't help. This guy didn't do anything. And Gordon is in the same spot in the sense that um, he missed all that time. And I think if you look at there were three or four routes that he ran Thursday night against Colts where he ran the wrong route. Um, there was one where Brady threw it to him and you're like, oh, Brady made a terrible throw. He threw it behind him. No, he, he wanted him to sit in the zone. And if he had let him where Gordon was going, Gordon was going to run right into the linebacker. And that's either he's either going to get lit up or going to get lit up and the ball is going to pop up in the air and you're going to have a pick or, or whatever. Um, so I think it's, it's, he's still got a long way to go. That's a long process. You're trying to catch up. And they asked their receivers to do so much. There can be five or six options on every single play. Um, that's a lot to digest. So, uh, you know, he, he is, by all accounts, he's putting in the time. He's a, he's a smart kid. So he's learning at a decent rate. So you, you if not this week, maybe next week. But I would imagine they're going to slowly continue to kind of up the reps and, and hope that he can answer the challenge. Because I think 
the some of the physical talent is still evident. You go up and get that ball. I know it wasn't played very well by the two DBs or the Colts. A um, couple times run after catch, you know, bouncing off people because he's a freak. He's a physical specimen, and uh, you get some of that yak. I mean, he's just he's he's uh, he was an investment that uh, they obviously felt like was worth the risk and um, you know, keeping a close eye on him. And he's they're hoping that he's going to continue to do the right thing. We'll see, because his history says he hasn't. But um, like I said, I think it was a risk at least worth taking in, in the short term. And Mike, we really appreciate a few minutes here. Just one more question, the big question, of course. So here it goes. Patriots, Chiefs, Chiefs are 5-0 and coming into Foxborough. Uh, this is must-watch TV. It looks like there's going to be a lot of points. No Justin Houston. Give me a prediction. Do the Patriots stop the Chiefs' undefeated season here? Yeah, I think they do. I think it's a. I think honestly that that if I was that, for as well as the Chiefs are playing, if I'm the Patriots and I don't win this game, then maybe I have a little bit of concern about where we're going because I think you're catching them at the right time. They had the the Monday night game in Denver, which is a physical scenario that they had to come back in the fourth quarter. They turn around, they have to play in the slop on Sunday against Jacksonville. Again, a physical game. They were a little bit sloppy in that game. And now they're coming to your place where you've had nine days off. You've had, you know, they've been working on them for a while now. Um, you know, Andy is great. Andy Reid is great at, at, at surprising teams. But now you've shown a lot to this point. This isn't week one or week two uh, when, as, you, as you've seen for years and years and years, Andy comes up with stuff that nobody's seen or coming out of formations that nobody's seen and they get big plays. The Patriots have now seen a lot of this stuff. Plus they had the experience of playing them last year in the opener. So I just think it shapes up well for the Patriots. If you're going to catch the Chiefs at any point, this is probably the time to do it. So I'm going 38-34 Patriots. Um, but don't take my word for it. I don't want you to lose money. <laughs> I'm right in that ballpark, too. You certainly know the Patriots are going to put up points. The question is, can the Chiefs stay with them? Folks, that's Mike Giardi. Fantastic follow on Twitter at Mike Giardi. Covers Patriots, NFL Network. You see him all over the place. Just a fountain of information here, and we appreciate a few minutes coming on here to preview this massive game in Week 6. Mike, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, man. We thank Mike Giardi, Patriots reporter for the NFL Network, for joining us here on the Fantasy Football Beat. In just a moment, I'm going to dive deeper into what we discussed using some of the many great apps on rotoviz.com. But just a quick reminder that you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, which is our weekly Sunday morning video show where we answer all of your fantasy questions. The patronships start at just $6 per month, and you get exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on top of the 40 podcast for just $6. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access our premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce the high-quality, industry-leading programming you have come to expect from Rotoviz. Please remember Rotoviz Radio on Patreon. We thank Mike Giardi from the NFL Network for joining us here on the Fantasy Football Beat. What a big game this is. Chiefs, Patriots, Sunday Night Football. It's going to be fantastic. And what makes it even better for us from a fantasy football perspective is there's going to be a ton of scoring in this game, especially because Justin Houston is going to be out. 
So here comes a Chiefs defense that was already weak coming into Foxborough against a Patriots offense that has been clicking the last two games. And a lot of the reason they've been clicking, particularly last game, was Julian Edelman is back. I go to rotobiz.com. There's so many great apps here. The one I go to, which is always a quick and dirty one, is the Game Splits app. I took a look at Tom Brady over the last five years. So we're going back from 2013, including this year, 2018. So go back, look at those games. He's played 52 games with Julian Edelman and 29 games without. Now think about that. Even with all their offensive weapons, Josh McDaniels calling the plays, Brady Hall of Famer, of course, maybe greatest quarterback ever. When Julian Edelman is on the field, it makes a huge difference. How much of a difference? Take a look at this. Brady's points per game. 24.9 with Edelman, 21.5 without. That is exactly three and a half fantasy points per game more when Julian Edelman is on the field. And it's true for all the other numbers as well. Passing touchdowns without Edelman, 1.86 per game. With Edelman, 2.15. So when Edelman's on the field, Brady is a lock for at least two touchdowns. Passing yards, 258 without Edelman, 290 with Julian Edelman. That's 32 yards more. And the interceptions, of course, as you would expect, go up from 0.5 with Julian Edelman to 0.59 without never a lot of interceptions for Brady. But Edelman makes a difference. He's hitting those short routes, those crossing patterns. It changes the game. It is not surprising to me. You heard Mike talk about Josh Gordon only getting 18 snaps, running the wrong route. But when Julian Edelman is there, it is not surprising that Gordon, only for one catch, one big one there, but the I think he had two on the game, but the one big one, occurs the game that Julian Edelman is back. He opens up the deep area there. That's what Wes Welker did for Randy Moss, and that's what they're doing here. So Julian Edelman coming back is a very, very safe play for you in fantasy, and it also makes everything else better on that Patriot offense. Next place I want to go with this game is looking at the running backs. I think they're very important. Now, listen, you're starting Kareem Hunt. I just think you have to be cautious here because Kareem Hunt has not caught a lot of passes this year. He's well off his pace from last year. Last year, he led the league in rushing, really was a great dynamic receiver out of the backfield, but that was because Alex Smith was there. With Patrick Mahomes there, he's taken a lot more shots downfield, and they are not checking down as much. Now, I think I could change depending on what the Patriots give him, and you heard what Mike said. He referred back to that no-Sean Marino game where they may try to take away the big play, and maybe Andy Reid's going to work the stuff underneath. So you're certainly going to start him. I think you have to temper expectations, of course, because he is not getting the traditional goal line touches as your lead running back is. But you start him. On the flip side, I think we have to look at Sony Michelle and James James White. The Chiefs are better against the first and second down rushers than they are against pass catching backs. So I project James White to have a big, big game here. I think James White has more fantasy points than Sony Michelle does, and I think he has a tremendous game at home. I would put him as a top 12 RB1 solid PPR option this week. In fact, if you go back to that same time period that I looked at with Brady and Edelman, since 2013, they have played 25 games at home, James White has, and 25 games on the road. So he has an even split, 25-25. In those games at home, James White has averaged three more fantasy points per game at home than he has on the road. He's also averaged more touchdowns, 0.24 to 0.4 at home. He gets more targets at home, a little bit more, and he gets eight more receiving yards at home. So James White, to me, is going to be a big, big part of this offense. They can try to run Sony Michelle, but I think the Chiefs are going to stuff it a little bit. I think Michelle will be fine. He's an RB2. Of course, you're going to play him at home on Sunday night, but I really like James White in this game especially. And I think the Patriots here, they're going to score. 
Andy Reid's got to come up with something to slow them down. And I think both of these coaches, who are both Hall of Fame coaches, I think Andy Reid is as well, him and Belichick are going to have a scheme where they're going to try to take away the big play. And I think they're going to allow James White and Kareem Hunt to work these underneath routes. So I think White is the best of the three running backs. I think he outscores fantasy points in PPR over Kareem Hunt and over Sony Michelle, but I think all three running backs here are top 24 running backs this week in PPR formats. You know, and we talk about these start and sit decisions here, and we always have to make these decisions each and every week. FantasyMath.com is here to help, and it's a site that we highly recommend here at Rotobiz. You need to choose between Player X and Player Y. You want to plug in Sony Michelle, James White, figure out which one you're going to start, put the matchup in a fantasy math, and it helps with all the big calls. A player's variability, whether you're the favorite, correlates across your matchup, and Fantasy Math takes it all into account and helps you make the right lineup call because it's matchup specific. Right now, Rotoviz listeners get a season membership. It is not too late. We're getting into the heart of fantasy football season, and then we have the playoffs coming for just $20 by using the link rotoviz.fantasymath.com. Don't miss out. You want to know your start-sit matchups. You want to know them right up to game time. There's a lot of websites out there that just go by the experts that are picking. You want an analytics-based decision. Go to Fantasy Math. It's the best place to go. That's rotoviz.fantasymath.com. $20 season membership. You won't regret it. And for my last part here, what I want to do is go around player by player and try to give you a look and a projection on where I think they're going to end up. No surprise. Let's start with the easy ones. You're going to start Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Now, who do I think is going to be better? I think Brady is going to be better. I have Brady at home. He's probably my number two ranked quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers on Monday night this week. I think, of course, he's very, very solid. I like Patrick Mahomes. I have him right now as number seven. I have him a little further down behind Rodgers, Brady, Ryan, Newton, Kirk Cousins, and Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson over in London is going to have a big game against the Raiders. But I have Patrick Mahomes number seven. Listen, at some point, the regression has to happen. I don't think Mahomes is going to have 60 touchdowns this year, and he's on pace for some crazy amount like that. Last week, he did not have a passing touchdown. He only had a rushing touchdown. Defense made a lot of plays and blew that game out. So could I see Belichick scheming him a little bit and throwing some different looks? Yes, but he's too talented. Andy Reid is too great in offensive quarterback. I think he will be solid. I think he's a solid QB one. I do, but I have Brady a little bit higher for this week. Go to the wide receivers. The top wide receiver in this game is going to be Julian Edelman. He's going to get peppered with targets. He may even get a touchdown here. I don't see Tyreek Hill coming in against Belichick and Foxborough and just blowing the top off. So I have Julian Edelman as my top receiver in this game on either team. I will put Tyreek Hill second. I have him right now as a fringe wide receiver too. So you're going to get him in your lineups. He's going to have to hit some different routes. I just don't see him getting that big play. So he's going to be number two for me in this game. With the injury to Chris Hogan and Mike saying he's limping around, that was valuable information because you know how the Patriots are with those injuries. I'm going to put Josh Gordon third. I'm going to say that he's going to get more snaps this week. He had his play last week. Another huge wait from Thursday game for him to get ready. I'm going to put him ahead of Sammy Watkins. You know what New England could do is they could put Gilmore on Watkins, and they do this a lot. They double-team one wide receiver and then just put Gilmore on the second-best wide receiver. I could see that happening. If that happens, Watkins could be totally eliminated uh, from the play. So I'm going to have him... As the the next option, I'll go Edelman first. I'll go Tyreek Hill second. I have Josh Gordon third, and I have Sammy Watkins way out of there. I probably would not start Sammy Watkins in this game. I'd look for better options. I don't want to go into a situation where they have him one-on-one with Gilmore and he struggles the whole game. So that's how the wide receivers look. 
And if you look at the fantasy tight end position, no surprise here. Gronkowski will be my number one tight end. He's been healthy. He's been refreshed and replenished. Hogan could be injured here. He's absolutely going to eat, and he's going to be a real secure tight end fantasy option among a group of tight ends, really, that are so difficult. You know, I looked here on some DraftKings for this week for the Millionaire Maker. The number one tight end, because it does not include the Sunday night games, is actually Eric Ebron. I mean, this is crazy. So Gronkowski's number one for me. I have Kelsey number two. If you look at the options, I mean, Jordan Reed, George Kittle, and Joku, just not great options at tight end ever, especially this week. So Gronkowski's going to be one for me. Travis Kelsey be two. They're both going to eat, and they're going to be fantastic. So listen, with an over-under of 59 and a half, you know this is going to be a big, big game and it projects to have a lot of fantasy points. So you're really going to have to struggle to sit somebody here. The only one I would really would consider, of course, would be Hogan because of the injury and Sammy Watkins. So in terms of my prediction, I agree with Mike completely. It's three points. I would give it. Kansas City was in a tough game last week. Tough fight. They were able to sneak out of Denver with the win. Here they come now. Patriots have a, a, a more time to prepare. They're going to be in Foxborough. Crowd will be crazy. I will easily give the three points with New England. I think it's a fantastic bet. I'm almost positive about it. Real solid. The over-under, I'm going over. I just don't see, you know, sometimes it goes against what you, what everybody thinks. I can't see this game being low. I, I think the Patriots scoring 38 points each of the last two weeks. I think they easily get back to 35. So that means the question is, are the Chiefs going to score 25? Probably. And the Patriots could even get to 40. So I'm going to take the Patriots. I'll easily give the three. I'll take the over there. And I think that it's going to be a fantastic game. But in the end, Patriots minus three at home and the Chiefs are no longer undefeated, given us, unless they lose at Denver, the Rams as the only undefeated team. So there we are in week six. Huge game between the Chiefs and the Patriots. We have so much great content here at Rotoviz Radio. So so many different podcasts. Make sure you check it out. Fantasy Football Beat will be back again next week as well and give you a great matchup and an in-depth analysis. But enjoy this one, folks. You don't get this often. Sunday night, standalone game. Huge fantasy potential there. So hopefully you have a, a real close matchup there and you have a lot of guys in this Sunday night and you can sit there and crack a beverage and just enjoy the, the fantasy football slot machine that will be this this game. So that's going to do it for the Fantasy Football Beat. I'm Mike Randall. Please follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.